It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great Friday afternoon and enjoying the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Calvary Live. I'd like you to welcome you to be a part of today's show. Our phone lines are open. The number is 303-690-3000. The heart of the show is to be able to have a conversation where you can ask questions about sections of scripture or doctrines. Also, also things that are going on in your life. Love being able to talk about real things. So the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. We would like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, listening on Hope FM, and then also all of our listeners on Grace FM here in Colorado, and hope that you're having a blessed afternoon. I want to begin today's show with a section of scripture, Philippians 3, uh, verse 12. It says, Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, this is the one thing that I do. If we were having a conversation with Paul and we said, Paul, what's what's one of the most important things that you do in your relationship with the Lord? Here it is. And, and Paul says, first, I realize I haven't arrived. I haven't attained. I still have more growing to do in the Lord. Paul penned these words after 30 years of ministry, and yet he still saw the need for growth in his life. And, and that's true in our relationship with the Lord this afternoon. We haven't arrived. There's more opportunity to grow. And then Paul says, I am choosing to forget those things that are in the past. Many times we are hindered from pressing forward into the future because we're living in the past. In one of two ways, in regret, where we're experiencing guilt and shame. But also sometimes we look over our shoulders and we go, that was the, the good old days. The, that was the, the really the wonderful time of my life. And we're looking back and grieving and mourning. And, and God says to forget the past and then to press on, to, to strain forward, to move towards the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. So, so God is always a God of the future. He's a forward-moving God. And I would encourage you today to have this mindset, this mindset of maturity that says, I'm going to forget the past and press on uh, to the future. So that's a great encouragement for us from God's Word. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's a blessing to be able to be with you today. Thank you for listening on your radio or listening uh, online. Maybe you're driving home from work or you're already at home for the day, pick up the phone if you've got a question, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, if you would like to send me a text, 720-336-0897, that comes right to me, a uh, text message, and then I will answer your, your text question or also uh, lift up that prayer request uh, to the Lord. 
We'd like to welcome you to our services. We have a, a Saturday night service at 6 and a Sunday morning service at 9 and 11 here in Colorado Springs. We're going through the book of Philippians, worshiping the Lord together. Also, uh, you can join us on our live stream, uh, rmcalvary.org, and there you will uh, find a link to our live stream, and you can join us where, wherever you're at. Again, you're listening to, to Calvary Live. With, without your calls, we don't have a show. We're live in studio today. All of our lines are open. If you've got a, a question about Scripture or things that are going on in your life, feel free to, to pick up the phone and give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Received a text question that came in. Uh, it says, Hi, Pastor Eric. Just wondering if you could give me a reference. Does the Bible talk about how believers are supposed to be different and if and if believers are, are not? Um, yeah, we do find that in Scripture where uh, God marks the, the life of a believer and how it's different from those that don't uh, know Christ as their Savior. And in Galatians chapter 5, it lists for us the lust of the flesh and then the fruit of, of the Spirit. So this is Galatians 5 verse 19. It says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, and it continues on and lists uh, several things there. And then it contrasts, but says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such uh, there is no law. And, and that's the reference from Scripture that kind of shows how our lives should stand out as being different uh, from those that don't know Christ as our Savior. Jesus also told us we're the light of the world and, and we're the salt of the earth. So thank you so much uh, for sending in uh, that text question. Let's go to line one uh, to Tim. Tim, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call. Is this Pastor Eric? It sure is. Yeah, thanks for calling, Tim. Okay. Hey, I spent a lot of time um, studying the Old Testament prophets, and uh, frankly, it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's hard to find people that actually do that. A lot of people, most Christians stay in the New Testament. So my, my question to you is, in Hosea chapter 9, the, the, the tribe of Ephraim, or the nation of Ephraim, it seems like he's getting punished and there's in verses like uh 10 11 12 it, it has some pretty difficult passages to to comprehend it talks about god giving i guess giving the women in this in these like verse i think 12 a miscarrying womb and dry breasts mm -hmm. and is that something that you would say that has been fulfilled that has occurred in the history of the world at some point, like 722 B.C.? Or do you think that has yet to be fulfilled, and there will be a time where the Lord, when He punishes the earth, that He's going to give Ephraim, the women of Ephraim, miscarrying wounds and dry breasts? It, it sounds like when He says He's going to do that, He's going to take the children from their womb, and then take the children who are nursing from the women, and that's the result a miscarrying womb and dry breath. 
And when you yeah. take that, when you continue to take that to the next level, it's almost sound like the Lord maybe has taken all the children because his wrath is getting ready to come. So what would you say? Has that been fulfilled or is that yet to be fulfilled? You know, as we look at this, a lot of times uh, in the prophets, there's there's a near and far fulfillment. And I think first what God's addressing for the nation of Israel and specifically the tribe of Ephraim uh, was the idolatry that they were in. Uh, like in verse uh, 10 of Hosea 9, uh, it says, But they went to Baal Peor and separated themselves to that shame. They became an, an abomination like the thing that they loved. And so Ephraim really recklessly with passion went after Baal worship. And because of that, they experience God's judgment. And part of God's judgment in verse 11 is no birth, no pregnancy, no conception. And then I believe that that judgment was fulfilled when Israel uh, was taken captive, the, the northern kingdom in 722 B.C., and then the southern kingdom in 586 B.C. So as, as I look at this, I do think that Hosea was prophesying that ca captivity time uh, that would fall upon the children uh, of Israel. Um, and, and then also, you know, sometimes in the prophets, there's a, a, a foreshadowing into the future, a far fulfillment uh, of God's uh, correction and judgment upon uh, the nation of Israel in in times that that uh, awakens the nation of Israel back to a relationship with God. All right. Okay. So I think Hosea right. nine it is pointing to that captivity period that was a result of their idolatry. Yeah, I, I was under the impression the northern tribes they weren't captive; they were more like they were just they were dispersed or something. Not like they weren't part of all. I don't know the details that well, but I, I was under the impression they were just kind of, the Assyrians attacked them and then interbred with them, and they sort of became a, not a nation anymore, as opposed to Judah, who was carted off and remained a nation and then was put back. Is, does that yeah, ring a bell when I say that? Yep. Yeah, you're correct. The The Assyrians, they they really did both. They, they came in and they took some captive uh, out of the northern kingdom, but then they also brought in other nations to intermarry, uh, and that's where we get the Samaritans that we see uh, throughout Scripture, uh, is it was a mixture of other people groups with, with the nation of Israel. Uh, and so you're right, it was kind of a double strategy there. They took some out of the land, they brought people from other countries into the northern part of Israel. So, well, okay. I hope that helps some, Tim. It's great yes, talking sir. with you. I appreciate your time. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. Thank you for joining me. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to David on line two in Baltimore. David, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I have a prayer request uh, for my daughter, Stephanie. Uh, she's uh, addicted to heroin and living on the streets. Mm, sorry to hear that. Yeah, let's let's lift her up in prayer. And her name's Stephanie. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, Father, we come before you, and Lord, we lift up Stephanie to you. And God, we we ask that you would, would do a rescuing work in Stephanie's life. And God, that you would break this bondage to heroin and the attack of the enemy, uh, and that you would bring her practical help, those that would be able to help her, Lord, but also spiritual help, and that you'd open up her eyes and ears to you, and she would turn to you. I just lift up David to you in the heart of a father, God, that you would comfort him and minister to him and give him peace and pray that you would protect Stephanie and and really rescue her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I really do appreciate it. And I enjoy your program very much. I'll be praying for you, David. I'm sorry you're going through this, and we'll be lifting Stephanie up in prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. want to remind all of our listeners on the East Coast that they are listening uh, one week behind. So this will be uh, broadcasted a, a week behind. Appreciate all of our listeners there on the East Coast and also here in Colorado. Uh, let's go to line one to Preston in Washington, D.C. Preston, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor. Uh I, I'm kind of left speechless from hearing from Brother David's situation. I don't even know. Mm. I just tell him my my aunt, my sister was there, and my aunt's mm. now a minister. My sister works for the state. With God, all mm. things are possible. I just hope, just want to mm. tell him that. That's um, a good encouragement. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I, I, I'm just praying myself for a prayer for wisdom. If I explain it, it's so deep. But God knows okay. the situation. I need wisdom and a decision about where to move, if even God yeah. wants me to physically move. I'm so confused, so confused. Uh, one door has opened, but all around me, voices are saying, it's not safe, area. Uh, you don't want to go there. But everything in me is telling me, God's saying, it's time to pick up and move where you're at now. Mm. Uh there may be trouble where I'm at, and, and God opened, I don't know, the God or the, or the enemy, but an easy door opened, a door that wasn't okay. supposed to open, based on my credit, based on uh, other items, that door was open, and I'm about to move, but, uh, mm. okay. so that's it. Well, Preston, you know, in, in James 1.5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And so, uh, man, you're in the right place. God loves it when we ask for wisdom. So I'd love to pray for you that God would give you wisdom and really confirm his will in your life. So. Thank you. Father, I thank you for Preston, and I thank you for the promise of your word that if we lack wisdom and we come to you, that you give it liberally if we ask in faith. And and Lord, Preston is acknowledging that he needs that wisdom from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would specifically speak to him in regards to this move. Lord, there's an open door, and help him to be able to discern if this is from you or if he's to stay where he's at. So confirm your will in his life and really give him that wisdom. Help him to be able to receive Receive that wisdom and be in that place of trust. And so we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And I will be praying for Brother David as well. Thank you. God bless you, Preston. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690. We do have all of our lines open, so if you've got a question about Scripture, things going on in your life, a prayer request, uh, please pick up the phone, 303-690-3000. Also, uh, you can send in a, a text, 720-0897. Uh, text questions. That has come in, says, have the trumpets sounded yet? Because I remember a few years ago here, a trumpet blast. And so I think this text question is uh, in reference to uh, the trump that's going to be sounded at the return of Christ. Uh, And I don't believe uh, that that uh, trumpet has sounded because that is also accompanying uh, the, the rapture of the church when the church is caught up to forever be with the Lord and that hasn't taken place yet. So you, you may have heard a loud blast, a trumpet blast, but that wasn't the trumpet uh, that is connected with uh, the rapture of the church. So thanks for sending me that uh, text question. Let's go back to our phone lines to line one to, to Candace here in Colorado. Candace, welcome to the program. Hello. How you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you? Good. I don't think I got your name right. Tell me your name. Uh, it's Caleb. Caleb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was way off. I had Candace down. So sorry about <laughs> that. How are you doing today, Caleb? How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Um. So I just was uh, seeking some counsel. Um. My fiance. Um. Her best friend is an officer. And they're kind of, they're basically like sisters, like, you know, they've grown up together and um, they're really, really close, but I kind of feel like I I think she needs to not necessarily cut her, not cut her off, but I just think she needs to find a a different best friend because, you know, obviously don't want to be unequally yoked. And um, I don't think it's a situation where she's a bad influence on her, she's definitely my fiance is more of an influence but i just think that um you know she should be careful in that situation i'm just kind of wondering how i should counsel her in that so it's your fiance fiance's sister is that right no or her, it's my fiance, her friend friend her yeah. her friend okay yeah i think you're on the right track you know um the way that I look at Scripture is we see kind of instruction in both regards to this. Uh, you know, first is Jesus was the friend of sinners. So we right. always want to be at a place where we're in the relationship with unbelievers. But then the inner circle of Christ's life, like who who did Christ spend the most time with? It was the right. disciples. It, it was those that were committed to following him. And so I think that's a really healthy model for our lives that— like our our best friends, those that we open up our heart to, get counsel from, uh, you you know, those ideally would be fellow believers. And then uh, at the same time, keeping good friendships with those uh, that are are unbelievers. Um, You know, and I I think as you talk with your fiance, just to to have that conversation with an open hand, basically, of just just, hey, how is this affecting you? What do you think? You know, what does the, the, the scriptures uh, uh, say and, and encourage and kind of that balance of maintaining that friendship with the unbeliever, but then hopefully mm-hmm. those that are in the inner circle of your life are, are fellow right. believers. So, yeah. 
definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for. Uh, can I pray for you before word. I let you go, Caleb? Can I can I just pray for you and pray that God will give you yeah, wisdom in this? And, yeah, definitely. So. God, thanks for Caleb. Thanks for his fiance, and Lord, we're just excited about their future marriage. And Lord, as uh, he looks of, of how to help uh, counsel, Lord, his fiance, I pray you give him wisdom and and just uh, what to say, what not to say, and that you would really guide uh, his fiance in in her friendships. We pray for her friend that is an unbeliever that she would come to know Christ as her Savior and be born again and. And that also you would uh, uh, would bless uh, uh, Caleb's fiance with with great Christian friends, uh, uh, fellow believers that she can really walk in fellowship with. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor. Thanks for calling. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text question at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Bob in Longmont. Bob, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Pastor Eric. I have a simple question. I think everything in the Gospels is important. So I'm trying to figure out what Mark 13, 11 says about the fig tree and condemning the fig tree. And what that, what does that really mean? You know, you know, Jesus doesn't do any harm, and all of a sudden we're killing this fig tree. So can you help me understand the fig tree? Yeah, you bet. That's a that's a difficult passage. Um, and you were saying Mark 13, 11? Yeah, Is, I think it's Mark 13, 11, where okay. he walks past the fig tree. And, and he curses the fig tree, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know... As uh, Christ was dealing with with the fig tree, um, I think ultimately uh, it pointed to the nation of Israel um, and that the nation of Israel should have been bearing fruit uh, just like the, the fig tree should have been uh, bearing fruit. And so as, as Christ uh, uh, curses the fig tree, he's speaking to the nation of Israel that they should have been uh, receiving Christ and, um, and and acknowledging Him as Savior, and it looks like it's uh, Mark eleven thirteen. So you were you were close. Oh, the, Sorry. Yeah, but let's. Yeah, I'm gonna just read that real quick, and uh, we'll we'll take a look at that uh, together. So Mark eleven thirteen. So now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, but it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. So we just have this small uh, snippet. And as I've studied the fig tree, uh, what I've come to understand is that uh, if there were leaves, there should also be figs. And so Jesus was really speaking to the fact of false advertisement. And the fig tree throughout the Bible refers to the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel, especially at this time, right as Christ was about ready to be crucified, the religious leaders had leaves, but they had no no fruit. And where the passage gets confusing is it wasn't the season for figs. So why was Jesus upset? Right. 
the reason that he was upset is it had leaves, but it had no no figs. And so it was false advertisement and how the nation of Israel uh, had the perception of fruit. They had leaves, but there was there was no genuine relationship with God because the very next thing that we see in Mark 11 is Jesus cleanses the temple. You know, he goes in and he deals with uh the false teachers, the scribes, the Pharisees, and them taking advantage of, of God's uh, people. So I think the fig tree speaks of Israel, that, that they are advertising a relationship with God, they're advertising fruit, but in reality it was, it was false advertisement. So I don't know if that helps at all, but that's kind of ha- what I've gleaned from uh, the fig tree being cursed. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I never tied the next verse with it. So that makes a lot more sense that he went in and cleans the temple out. So, well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one, uh, to, to Pauletta in Georgetown, Pennsylvania. Pauletta, welcome to the program. Pauletta, are you there on line one? All right, well, we'll try again later. If you got disconnected, please give me a call back. You're, you're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. If you have something on your heart that you'd like to get to me through a text question, feel free to do so, 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. This is a text question that has come in. It says, "Hi, Pastor. Quick question: When and how did God reveal that the Bible was done being written?" Um, and you know, I think that the answer to this uh, is a very logical uh, uh, in two ways. Uh, one is that we find that who God used uh, primarily to write the Word of God were those that uh, knew of the the ministry of Christ as an eyewitness and as being part of the early church. And so most of the the New Testament authors uh, were disciples uh, that walked with Jesus for the exception of Paul. Uh, And then then Paul uh, came to know Christ as a Savior and was part of the, the early church. So when these men passed, then we have the fulfillment of the Bible. And then the second is the book of Revelation is a clear ending to God's Word. And so as you're reading the books of the Bible, uh, we know that God uh, finished his message with the exclamation point uh, with the book of Revelation. And so I think that that's how we know uh, that the Bible was uh, completed. These men passed away, and the Revelation is very clearly the conclusion of God's message through his word. So a very important message or very important question uh, as we think about God's word, you know, Genesis to Revelation. How do we know that it's complete? because so many people would try to add to the Word of God or, or say, here's a, a book of the Bible that was found and should be included uh, in uh, the, the Word of God. So thank you so much for sending in that uh, text question and important to really trust uh, the authority of God's Word. 
Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. If you have questions about the Scripture, things going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things. Also, you can send me a text question, 720-336-0897. We are getting ready to head to a break, so I hope that you stay with me and join me for the second half of Calvary Live. It, it's great to be able to be with you and to be able to have you on the show today and to have you to be able to participate. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send in a text question at 720-336-0897. An encouragement I want to give to today's show is forget those things that are behind and press forward to those things that are ahead. So stay with us. We'll be right back for the second half of the show. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Pastor Eric from Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Feel free to call in with your questions and text in your questions as well. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Betty uh, in Aurora. Betty, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing Thank today? You. I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing great. Thanks. Good. I just have a question. Um, why was God pleased with Abel's, um, oh. His sacrifice, his offering? Sacrifice, right, and not with, not with Cain. You know, that's a great question, and I think uh, the answer is given to us in the book of Hebrews. Um, you know, the, the best commentary or interpretation on the, the Bible uh, is is the Bible, uh, and Cain and Abel are, are mentioned there uh, for us. Um, it says in verse 4, this is a Hebrews 11 verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and through it, it and though he, it, excuse me, and though he being dead still speaks. Um, and so the key difference between Cain and Abel's offering was that Abel offered it in faith. Uh, he gave it to the Lord uh, knowing that God saw his sacrifice, doing it out of a heart of worship. And it, it seems that Cain gave the offering not out of a heart of faith, but simply out of a, a heart of obligation. And so that's why Abel's offering was accepted is because he offered it by faith. Oh, Okay. I, I, I just yeah. I couldn't figure out where it said in the Bible where it explained that. Yeah. So, okay. Because when you read Hebrews, re Hebrews eleven four, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I appreciate but, you answering the question. You bet. Well, God bless you, Betty. Have a great evening. You too. Bye bye. bye. 
Gospels? A good question from Betty there. Uh, when we're reading the, the Genesis account, we don't get the, the detail of why God didn't accept uh, uh, Cain's offering. But there in Hebrews 11, verse 4, gives us a further explanation. So let's go to line two to Michael in Colorado Springs. Michael, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. So uh, I actually had a question from uh, Romans 14. Okay. It, um, it starts at a v- verse 11, or actually not verse 11, but uh, it talks about um, where he's talking about where nothing is unclean. He says, I'm convinced. Verse 14, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So, what does that mean? What what exactly is he talking about there? Yeah. You know, I think what's really important in in that is the context of Romans 14, uh, because as we go back to to verse 1, you know, and and verse 2, he says, For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Uh, And then, uh, you know, it goes on to talk about the Sabbath day, uh, where where in verse 5, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. So in context of food and the Sabbath, uh, what Paul Paul's saying here is there's nothing that's uh, unclean. Like God's given us freedom to eat wh- whatever kind of food uh, that we would desire, uh, and to worship uh, on whatever day that we would feel led by the Lord. Uh, and but yet let each person be convinced uh, in their own mind. So it's not this broad statement that there's no sin or that there's nothing no, unclean. That, yeah, I know that. Uh, I, I know he's not talking about that. I know there's yeah. strictly in the Bible that forbid, you know, sexual immorality and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, so really the context is uh, the church was being divided. The church of Rome was being divided over w- whether it was okay to, to eat uh, meat or not. And, and basically Paul's saying, hey, Meat's okay, you know. You if you if you have peace about eating meat, you know, feel go for it, you know. So that that's the context of what he's he's talking about. So, Thank you. That's awesome. That yeah, you, a lot. you bet. Thanks for calling, Michael. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful God's given us freedom uh, to eat eat meat. I, I definitely enjoy a good hamburger now and then. So thanks for that question, Michael. Let's go to Steve and uh, Thornton. Steve, welcome to the program. My call. Hi, thanks you for bet. taking my call. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good, thanks. I'm doing great. Um, so I have a question, and in itself a prayer request as well. Um, I've been going to a church uh, since fifth grade, so for quite a while now. Um, and me and my, my wife now goes there with with me, and um, she has brought it up to me that she doesn't feel very well fed there. And um, 
I'm really involved with the youth ministry there, and mm-hmm. I, I can agree with her that um, there's a lot of times in our church where they bring up scripture, but there's a lot of talk of just the pastor's opinions and whatnot, and so I can see why she would say she doesn't feel very well said. Um, but I really feel called to be in the student ministry. And so I'm just kind of curious, uh, would it be wise to be looking for a new church um, just for the spiritual growth of our uh, mine and my wife's uh, relationship? Uh, and what do I do with the, the students I'm involved with at the church I'm at now? Yeah, that's a that's a great a great question, and I I think that you know, you and your wife do want to be in a church that you both feel called to, uh, that you're getting fed and that you're you're growing in. I think that that's really important in the vitality and longevity uh, of your relationship. Uh, so so you do want to you do want to factor that in uh and then also there's times you know where god specifically calls us to be a part of a church uh that has streaks and weaknesses and and maybe uh it could be a season where god is asking you to stay uh because he's calling you to serve a a, a particular group of people so so it almost seems like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right <laughs> you know oh, yeah. uh, uh um and so I think the only way to really sort this out is for you and your wife to seek the Lord in prayer um, and, and to really say, God, you know, uh, is it time for us to look for a new church? And it, uh, are you moving us to a place that we're, we're, we're being fed? Um, or are you, even though we're not, we're not being fed, are you calling us to continue to, to serve and to love this church uh, in, in spite of that? And I think in time, God will really really give you peace um, uh, uh, about uh, what which, which direction. Um, so not an easy answer, but I would encourage you to to really pray about it and, and ask the Lord to really confirm uh, in your heart. And then what I've kind of experienced in my, my own marriage, then what starts to happen is is God's going to start to really lead as, as you guys are praying. Like it's going to become increasingly uncomfortable uh, at the church uh, that, that you're at. And you're going to be like, okay, it's really clear, uh, God, God's calling us to go. You know, he, uh, he may release you from your calling to those kids in the in in the youth ministry, or something may change, and there might be uh, a new youth pastor. You know, or or uh, God's just going to begin to start to change the landscape uh, as you seek Him in prayer about the specifics of what you're, you're supposed to do. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. And I guess another follow up question with that would be: um, it would be serving at a church and then going to another church to be fed. Is that is that biblical? Is that a wise thing to do, or is it really best just to be um, just in one church? Uh, what do you yeah. think about that? You know, the the scripture doesn't like. I can't think of a. A chapter and verse that directly addresses that question. You know, I can, you know, share a little bit more. Just as my heart as a pastor um, is, is we really encourage people that serve here uh, at our church that this is their home church um, uh, because we we want to be unified in our purpose and, and in our uh, direction. Um, and so I think. 
you know, God talks about being double-minded uh, in James James chapter 1, and it's really referring to, to other things, but I think there can be an application there. Uh, I think what's best is, is serving in the church that, that you're um, receiving from and being, being fed, fed from. Now, now having said that, you know, we, we have had people over the years at RMC and still currently, you know, that, that come to our Wednesday night service, uh, because they're getting fed, but they do feel really called to, uh, their church and they continue to stay at it at Sundays and, and serve. Um, I would say probably like just if you're going to stay and serve at the church that you're at, still go to at least one of the services in the sanctuary so you can stay connected to the heart of that leadership and then pick up a Bible study during the week that, that you can get fed if that's the direction you feel like God's leading you. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, and I know as I seek the Lord, He'll make it clear exactly what to do. Um, but yeah, thank you so much uh, for addressing my question. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, a year next month. Okay, Con- congratulations. So, thank you. Can I can I just speak into your life a little bit more on the marriage front? The, yes, of course. The bigger the bigger thing is just really you and your wife having unity. You know, even even more than what you decide, is that it really is a we decision between you and your wife, and you're both at peace and. And really excited about where you're going uh, to church, you know, um, and where wherever God leads and however it works out as you pray about it over the next few months, that the end result uh, is you want uh, it to be uh, uh, an equation where she's excited, you're excited, and it's a win for the marriage. You know, you want to see it first through that lens of, of, of marriage, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's great talking to you, Steve. Can can I pray for you right now and just, just pray that God would give you and your wife direction on this? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. God, thanks for Steve, and thank you for them coming up on their one-year anniversary. What, what an awesome thing, God. And I pray you would really direct them, that you would show them if it's time to look uh, look to for a new church or to, to stay where they're at, God, and that you uh, would give them that specific direction that could only come uh, from you and that they would find tremendous leading and, and tremendous unity as they make this decision together. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for this program. Um, God's really blessed me through you guys. And so, uh, yeah, thank you. Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks for calling and participating in it. So God bless you. Have a great night. All right. God bless you, too. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Manija in Philly. Manija, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, it's Manija, but hello. Uh, Sorry about that. I'm sorry, it's a hard name. Yeah. Manage, I got it. So, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Um, you probably get questions like this all the time. I don't know, um, but uh, I, I, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like I'm called, you know, into missions, 
And um, and basically, my question is like revolving around like Christian dating and and marriage um, and stuff like that because I had met somebody in college and um, and it and you know and it just kind of evolved and then I just felt like um, I had to end things because. I felt like I was called in the mission field and, like, he wasn't. And it's been, like, mm-hmm. over, like, a year now that I've, like, given it time to, like, get over it and let it go. And same mm-hmm. for him. And, and I just thought, like, okay, we could be friends. And so we were Skyping yesterday since it's been, like, mm-hmm. a year, you know what I mean? And um, and he was just saying that he, like, still had feelings and that he still felt like he wanted to, like, pray about it. And now I'm kind of just in this position of, like, is this God, like, opening the door or is it, like not and and like how do i go about this because i don't want to end up back where i was you know out of like not being in god's will or i don't know i'm i just think it's like really confusing and i don't really know necessarily what to do um Mm -hmm. right so okay yeah well this is a great great question um is he a believer yeah like yeah he really was Lord and like um we connect really well spiritually like we have like mm-hmm. similar passions um for like evangelism and God and um and um and he's a godly godly man um mm-hmm. he just isn't like as passionate about the mission field and at the time when I was praying we gave like a whole summer to pray about it and um mm-hmm. and to fast without talking and that summer like I really felt like God had spoken to me about him not not being the person he had for me. Um, and so even though I really, ha- I, I loved him, you know what I mean? Cause we got to, uh, we, you know, even though I, I cut it off and I told him we couldn't date. And so it's been like a long time coming now. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know if this was like an Abraham Isaac situation, you know, like where like I yep, had to yep. him down and sacrifice him in order for God to be like, okay, now you can be together. Um, yeah. I don't, Oh, if that's like the situation, or if this was just like another test, like God testing me again, you know what I mean, to, to see if like um, if my will is more important than His will, you know, because ultimately yeah. I want God's will. I want what He wants for my life. I, I I know that my life is not my own, and I lay it down. Um, but I really care about this person like a lot, and so I want to. I just want to know like how to go about it, you know. Yeah. Well, let me answer your question kind of in, in two parts, twofold. You know, first, like what the Bible tells us is don't be unequally yoked uh, with unbelievers. So you're not in that place. You're not in, in disobedience to God's word. You know, it's not it's not that he's an un- unbeliever. It's not that uh, he's a lukewarm Christian. You know, he, he loves the Lord. You you love the Lord. I, th- I think you guys are are equally yoked. So I, I think that that, that brings a, a lot of peace. Um, uh, and then, you know, the other part of it that that's more uh, practical um, in a sense, you know, is let's say you guys were to get married, you know, not, not that that's where you're at now, but just hypothetically you, you were to get married. What really God is calling you into is, is marriage. And then how, ministry flows out of that marriage may look different, you know, and I, so I, you know, I think what you're starting to pray through is going, well, I thought my life was headed towards international missions. You know, it sounds like that that's where you had, had felt led and, and God, are you, uh, 
changing things? And are you doing in something in my life that that is different uh, than than what I uh, expected or thought that you were 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 calling? Um, you know, and I've experienced that in my life. Like I. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought that I was going to be a church planter and see if God would, would birth a church. Uh, and then God opened up a door for me to, to pastor at an existing church. Uh, and it was really hard for me to even be open to that because I really, really felt strongly that I was going to be a church planter. And so here it was something that I didn't expect, but I really felt God's leading and his calling in his hand, and it's been better than what I would have expected. So sometimes God really does move uh, in, in mysterious ways um, and, and does something in our lives that's different than what we expected. Um, Do you feel like God sometimes will tell me, like, no, this isn't it, you have to sacrifice this, like, just to it end up like, because I don't feel like I don't feel like it's God lying to me, but in a sense, like, it does kind of seem like a trick in a way. I don't know, but at the same time, like, maybe that's just how God needed it to be in order for it to unfold this way. Um, I don't—do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I do, and I think God, in His Word, really makes it clear that, that He— demands surrender in our lives and wants complete control. Um, and, and so God will call us and move us to make sure that everything's on the altar and he's number one uh, in your life. And I, as you pray through it and get get counsel and, and seek God's will, I think you just have to pray pray through it and go, you know what, Lord, you, I really felt you lead me to to say no to this a year ago. Is that is that God where you're at, or, or are you giving me peace and and the green light uh, to be open to the possibilities of this relationship again, God, or are you giving it back to me, you know, um, in, in in that sense? So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball, okay? So uh, this this is this is one of the things that I really believe about about marriage is is you don't marry the person that you can live with or you don't marry the the person that kind of fits into your system but you marry the person that you can't live without and you marry the person that your heart cries for and i think sometimes christians try to they miss that aspect like god has created relationship and, and and you, you. When I was thinking about marrying my wife, uh, it really came down to that. Like, do do I love her? Do I want to spend my, the rest of my life with her? Does my heart cry for her? And the answer to that question was yes. And then everything came a lot clearer after that. Um, and 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 so I think as you you pray through that and you wrestle with that, is it's like, is there a spark there that God has is doing? with a godly man that that is his hand and it it may be surprising you a a little bit um but i think you can be confident in this as you really put yourself uh, on god's altar he's going to confirm his will like you're going to see in in time in the days to come like no this is really a closed door or this this is a green light and (laughs) and god uh God is is moving in my life in a, in, a, in in a very unique way. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about all that? I mean, what what yeah. are you thinking as you hear that? 
Um, I think that, like, I think that even in the past couple of days, like, the past couple of weeks, like, I just was completely sure that, like, this door was closed. And even Chris um, would, like, donate to my mission um, trip because I'm going to Armenia. And he donated a few times. And, like, I would see it. And, like, it would just, there would just be, like, that pull and that sting. And I'd just be like, ah, like, still, you know what I mean? Like, even after a year. And, like, I, I know, like, I think about that as you're talking. But at the same time, I've done such a, a good job of, like, shutting him out because I really felt like it was what God wanted, you know what I mean? And I, like, mm-hmm. shut the door, and so it's hard for me to feel completely again for him because because I just felt so sure that it was, like, a no, you know what I mean? And so, like, mm-hmm. I am going to need time to really pray and see that if it is God, and I do have, like, a weird sense of peace, um, and I think, like, I'm just fighting against it because I, I know that I just, I just want God's will to be done, and I think you're right, like, um, as I was talking with him last night, like, he was just saying this, too, like, you know, there's no fear. You know, like, if we date mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not God's will, like, he will close the door. And, and mm-hmm. we can have peace in that, that we wouldn't uh, be outside of God's will. And a part of me feels like maybe we should just date to 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 really give it a chance, you know what I mean, instead of just, like, shutting it out. Because that in itself is not a sin. Like, us dating is not a sin. I mean, I think marriage, obviously... Um, is a different story. Like, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. we wouldn't get into marriage, but I just don't really see the point of, like, refusing to date when we still have feelings for each other and we and we still love, um, you know, God as much and all that stuff. But I do, I do hear yeah. your I am going to think about that a lot, like, over the next couple of days, yeah. and I'm just going to be sensitive and open my mind, you know, like, God, is this really yeah. what you want, even though I've, you know, I trust you and, and I won't be mm-hmm. afraid and your will can be done, so... I think that's right. You know, there's first John tells us that uh, perfect love drives out all fear. And as is both you and him focus on the love of the Lord, like that, that takes away uh, fear. If you're going to date, you can date in a way where there's no regrets, you know, where you build each other up. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, uh, you know, you haven't hurt each other's hearts. Um, you know, my uh, my wife's grandmother really felt called to international missions, and then she met uh, my uh, wife's grandfather, and they obviously ended up getting getting married. Uh, and God ended up having a different plan for her, uh, and she never went on the field as a, a full time international uh, uh, missions. Uh, but she always kept her heart for international missions and her calling, and she really supported international missions, uh, even though she never got to go on the field. You know, and and her, um, my wife's grandfather uh, was a pastor, and so her life ended up looking different than the way she she thought it initially. Uh, but it ended up being beautiful. Um, you know, and so I think that there's a lot of peace in knowing as you seek first the kingdom. And you love the Lord and submit your life to Him. God's going to intervene. You know, God's going to show up, and He's going to confirm uh, what what He wants to do in your life. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, can you tell me how to pronounce your name again? Manage. 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 Yeah. Can I pray for you and just yeah. ask that God would really guide you? So. Amen. Yeah. 
God, I thank, I thank you for Manna Jay, and I, I lift her up to you out there in Philadelphia. And Lord, this is a big time in her life, Lord, and uh, this is all kind of coming back around and these, these conversations again. And I pray you would really direct her, that you would give her good counsel. You tell us in your word that there's safety in the multitude of counselors and, and that you would speak to her heart, Lord, and, and enter the, the, the heart of her friend as well and just, just show them what you have for them. Pray you give them peace. Uh, I pray uh, that you would bless the, their lives and, and just that your will would be done. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. We're going to try to get one more call in. Uh, let's go to line three to Chris in Denver. Uh, Chris, welcome to the program. We've got just a couple minutes here left. So how are you doing today? Chris, are you there on line three? All right. Looks like we lost Chris. And we're going to wrap up uh, today's show. Uh, and to I want to encourage you as you head into this weekend, into uh, 4th of July, uh, is to really uh, thank the Lord for the freedom uh, that he's given us uh, as the United States of, of America and also uh, to pray for our country. Um, you know, this is a time in our country that we need to be turning back to the Lord, uh, looking uh, to the Lord. Uh, so as we end today's show, I would just ask that you would join me in prayer uh, and, and that we could uh, ask for God's grace and, and for God to cause us to turn back to him. Father, as we move into the 4th of July uh, weekend uh, and celebrate 4th of July, we first want to thank you for our country. Thank you for the grace that you have given to us. We, we acknowledge your hand. That, and Lord, we also pray that you'd forgive us, that you'd forgive us of our sin, forgive us for turning our back upon you. It just seems more and more so every day in our culture, uh, we're saying, God, we're against you and, and against what you teach in your word. And so, God, would you forgive us? We turn back to you, forgive us of our sin. And Lord, we pray that there would be a real move of your spirit. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you. Have a great weekend in the Lord. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.